All right, everybody, welcome in. New theme song, working out well. Uh, early pod, we're here 727 on a Tuesday. Uh, sitting here, got coffee with the usual suspects. The man, the myth, the legend, the Motown Mambo. I'm in here. And the commish. Yes, sir. Charlie's Angels. And you know what? We have a guest today. That's right, the big dogs, and that's where we're going to start. He's here, he's in the building, back on the winning side of things. The floor is yours, my friend. Talk about whatever you want, season check-in, whatever. <clears throat> Thanks, glad to be here, really excited. Uh, happy to be here after a week 10 win, needed that, needed that. It's personal. <laughs> it was. It was. I want you to know that when you sent, uh, I'm looking at the Mambo here, when you sent the thing of like the pound puppies and walking the dog, I laughed my butt off. And I was like, I just don't have anything I can possibly say to that. I need to let the weekend unfold and see what I can possibly re- respond with. So. It unfolded. <laughs> yes, it did. Not going good. Yeah, you know, the season's been, <clears throat> season's been all right. I felt hey, like. Can we go back to that for a second? I just want to ask you one thing. Did you make the trade just so you could beat me and then come on the pod this week? I had no idea until yesterday I was coming on the pod. Uh, I did love, like, when we were talking about that whole thing, I really didn't want the trade, but I seen that all those guys were off the week we played one another, and I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. And it almost didn't happen. Like, if we didn't put the, the Bucks defense in that trade, I think that was a 15-point swing either way. I know. So, yeah. like, if we had just done the well, players... Bad. In Dak, yeah. I mean Dak. Dude, ever since he got traded, he's been a big dog. I got to tell you. I, I had a good week for me, too. He's been on fire. I know, but that was after he was traded. Like, he was still no. on your team, but he was oh, traded yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. as soon as he knew where he was big going. Big dog magic. It was. Big dog magic. But, uh, yeah, I wondered that. I was like, gosh, he's coming on the pot. I go, is this a, a, a long rouge? He just he just set me up and then came on the pot and all that. Good to have you, dude. No, good to be here. Glad to be here. I know we'll get into the trade review in a little bit, but... <clears throat> is it on there? It is on the show sheet. Is it on there? Yeah, it, it is on the show sheet, and we're going to give uh, the big dogs his time. Absolutely. Um, do you just want to hop right into the Week 10 review, and we can talk about the trade, or do you got more to say about your season? I was just going to say that the one thing that we're down about, a little tail talk between the legs, is we've been having a hard time finding our stride lately. Big Dog's whole strategy was put up as many points as possible. And we're up there. I think we're number two in points still. It's barely edging out uh, the Benzers and yep. behind, uh, behind Boondock. But just not making it happen in the wins column. So something's got to give here. We're going to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Benzers got a tough matchup. This being the last week coming up of non-divisional games. Benzer's got a tough matchup, but we'll get into that towards the end of the show. All right, so week 10 review, and we'll do a little standings look in here as well. Um, Just buzzing through these. Uh, I got a win back in the winning column after almost a a month of losing. Uh, I beat Colton 120-88. The Patriarchs stay winning. But, you know, you can give Jen all the flowers in the world. You take one shot at her team and stuff goes bump in the night. But she uh, beats the Young Guns 136 to 111. The Big Dogs take J3PO to the scrapyard. 
135 to 87. Just a shellacking. I gotta say, that one got off the leash from you, Jeff. Dak Prescott leading the way. Which, I, I think the commission I were talking about this, we'll, we'll get there next segment. I get ahead of myself. But Dak might be the most consequential part of that trade. And everyone was like, oh, he's a throw-in. Like, he was the thing that almost made it not happen. Not to me, though. Not to me. I always valued Dak. I valued him, man. I, I, thought, I see him as the kind of guy who can literally win a game, like, 45. Not that, you know, he won clearly, but... Like, he's a guy that can put up that huge game, but he can also probably go negative two on you. So, yes. like, I think the first, I think I heard this yesterday <clears throat> on some pod, not to shout out our competitors, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in the first six or seven weeks, he wasn't above, like, QB 17. He was, in the first five weeks, he was above 20 once, and he was below 10 twice. Yeah, that's crazy. In, in years, when we were looking at that trade, the thing that I was at least a little interested, I had a hard time trusting him because he'd been so bad, but his rest of season is like some of the bottom teams in the league in terms of pass defenses. In the first half of the season, they were trying to run the ball but couldn't. Remember, the defense was amazing. Yeah. And they had some amazing pass defenses, I believe. Yeah. All I know is the last three weeks, he's made a believer out of me. I mean, I never really liked Dak. I always thought he was a game manager, and they run the ball first. But, man, Tony Pollard's telling us different this year. No, Dak is Dak, and Dak's going to be Dak. He's not going to win him a Super Bowl. I'm talking NFL points here. He's going to throw that pick when you need him to to get the drive done. (laughs) You know, he's going to fumble the snap. He's going to be Dak. But fantasy-wise, with that offense ticking and it all seems to be going through the air – and I think this year he could be gold. So I'll guess I'd take it back and agree with you. Dak or Jared Goff? All right, now you got to go Dak. Dak or Patrick Mahomes, man. Let's get a trade done right here. <laughs> well, well, we can talk. No pressure. I don't want to have pressure. Oh. Yeah. You know what that's like. Huh? <laughs> All right. The actual game of the week, the Hillbillies. Get beat by the Land Shark, the Benzers, 146 Man. to 135. What a game. This was a ball game. Kudos to you guys. Yeah. That was... Father and son putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, just a great game. Uncle who won Mike the game got... there? Who, who, what player won that game? Jason Myers. He got 17 points from his kicker. From it's his hard kicker. to argue with it. But... If I remember right, he was a late free agent pickup was, that yeah. week. Yep. Cameron Dicker. That's going to go up eight gonna, the Hillbillies. That's going to put a big notch in the coaching column for the Benzers. Yeah. Holy cow, what a pickup. Uh, Charlie's Angels get a, uh, a needed win to keep pace in the East, right? The East, once again, just balling out. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah. Um, 129 beats Corey, 129 to 95. And our last game of the week. Who's that putting a W in their column? Rocky. Hasn't happened much this year. Beating the Flint Tropics. That hurts Steve's playoff chances. Uh, yep. Steve McGuire's playoff chances quite a bit, given the division he's in. Um, Rocky gets off to Schneid. Oh, can and I say something? Game. Given the Tropics team, that's what's really hurting his playoff chances. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, his team has looked so good. He got, uh, he got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Lamar Jackson in fantasy, he's he's just totally boomer bust. I feel like he's he's in my do not draft list. 
Yeah, and right along with that, he's got the stack with Andrews. That didn't produce this week. But that offense has been so good. Tell you what, it produced last week, too. I think Andrews had two touchdowns against me from the mark. Levis in the freezer. Hmm? Levis. Oh, does he have him on his bench? He's on the bench, but that was a sexy pickup a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't touch him right now. Yeah. (laughs) That's how fast things can change. Got exposed a little bit. Okay. So, trade review. Do we have the trade out in front of us? Yeah, that trade was uh, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Sam Laporta, Travis Etienne, and the Bucks defense for the Saints defense, Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Addison, Travis Kelsey, and Isaiah Pacheco. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do you a favor and I'll offer it back to you right now. I was just going to mention that we, uh, I, I don't know how much trade review we're going through with this. I was going to give Just cut the all the review out of it and paste over it with a new one. I would just say, I'll offer it back to you right now. <laughs> I would just say for the, I'd want to cut the review out too if I were you. <laughs> for, for the, the uh, uh, just for the, for the third time, I, I can't, I'm not going to reverse the full trade. I mean, the guys that were the throw-ins, the Bucks defense and Prescott have looked amazing. Okay. All right, so. But I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give the MBTN or Hill back. No. Those are where those It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. All or nothing. I like it. Yep. Do you guys have any... I was going to say thoughts or regrets, but it feels like we've fleshed things out a little bit. Um, well, I well, think there's some regrets, <laughs> but just not might not be about the trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, i got to tell you guys. I wanna, I wanna, unpa- I wanna kind of give the big dog, you know, as the big dogs front office respond to the whole thing. So, so listen, accepting the trade, you know, coming on the pod, that's totally my bad. I'm gonna own that a hundred percent. We'd been talking about it. I'd said no, I really wasn't interested, but was loving the idea of coming on the, you know, it was on the pod. I was like, I gotta take advantage of this opportunity. So, totally on me. I make a trade. I gotta own it. Um, I gotta say that weekend when the trade did get voted down, I went to a dark, dark place. Declan's throwing flags in the group chat, and Jerry's in my private messages saying that I could just come on my knees asking him to overturn the trade and he'd do it. In the big chat, he's talking about how he's trade raping the big dogs, and I was just going down, spiraling. So I was listening to the podcast, and the commission's saying, you guys didn't have to object to the trade, and I gotta tell you, for the whole league... What you don't know is the big dog's front office made a call to the commissioner as his father and also as the commissioner of the league and said, listen, the hall anger is raging right now. I'm on a walk with my son, and he doesn't even realize why I'm so pissed. I'm ready to drop all my players or trade them all the bill or do something that would just totally torch everything. So I don't know why the smack got to me. I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to be honest. You know, when Declan gets involved throwing the flag, it just broke me. Something broke inside. So... As, so I apologize. It was totally on me. I, I almost lost it. Thank you to the commissioner for reeling me back in and you guys for uh, having some grace. Now, the one thing I will say is people say you got to come out and apologize for making the trade where you'd already traded another player. And I'm going to pull a Conor McGregor and say I apologize to absolutely nobody. I thought that was hilarious. I was at work. I get a trade from Bill Mahomes for Stroud. And he just goes, hey, I don't really care about Mahomes, but give me a call. And... Uh, and so we, we talk on the phone. He's like, dude, we got to do this. It's going to be so funny. And I was like, you know what? This is the kind of crap that gets thrown back all the time. I'm 100% doing it. So 
Anyway, my bad. We'll own it. The big dog's front office will. And, you know, I'm glad it's all said and done. And I'm glad it looks like it's working out for me. Well, it's just the irony of the fact that now my team sucks. I didn't, and here's the deal, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't want the trade either. <laughs> and I'm being honest. I really didn't. I did think I was getting over, but I didn't want them. I, you didn't these guys the will tell you, yeah. as some of my closest friends, I don't like Mahomes. I don't like the Chiefs. I did not want this trade. When he first presented it to me, it was immediately, I didn't want it. And, I'm, and here's the real, really where we're getting to the crux of the issue. The snake oil salesman was at the root of all the evil. But, and that's so funny. Now, let's be real that, about this. Because this man. He was delivering the fruit and you guys both took a bite. This man. He you know, did this. Garden, let, me let me tell you one thing for sure is <clears throat> I know that Trevor's taking on the like presence of the Joker. And there's that great quote in the Batman movie, some people just want to see the world burn. And that described me that weekend. I was ready to burn the whole thing down. Drop all my players. I unfollowed the pod. <laughs> it was like, it was Patty Man. It was so Patty. Unfollowed the and pod. And I gotta tell you. Like, you know, anybody's gonna notice that. Yeah, I know. That's how far you went. It was for me, man. I gotta tell you. Changed you know, his I, email address on the, on the CBS site. So it, <laughs> Even disaffiliated I mean, with the big dogs. I even called. I got. I got to call him out through the the hillbillies. He's. We were talking, and we were both just like, man, we wanted to see what was going to happen. This is a bummer. And I told Bill, I was like, dude, I'm losing my mind. And he tried to talk me down a good amount. I said, I'm about to drop all my players. And he did go. He goes, before you drop all your players, we can work something out. Let's do a trade. <laughs> and I was like, the real snake here. Oh no, not Bill. No, I. I just thought, you know, it was hilarious. So, anyway. Oh, it's good fun. It was good. Good trade. You know what, Jay? I think, like, the thing is, you never know what those guys. Mahomes oh, no, I'm pretty seat. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll just say for the record, you know, I offered uh, ETN and Laporta this morning to you, and I don't want you to have any pressure. Well, there's no pressure at all. I told you it's all or nothing. That's all I'm doing. Well, it's you, either all or it's nothing. You got ETN you want your guys back, they're here. ETN and, they're ready and to Laporta move. for... Henry and Kelsey, anytime you want. And I'd look at taking Mahomes. Nope. For Rob Dak. No. <laughs> All right. I thought you'd take it, personally. Well, he's coming Hold on a lost to the puppies. No. Understood. Okay, we good? <laughs> it's all or it's nothing. That's good. All right, quick standings looking, and then we'll do the uh, Fantasy Pros forecast. Um, I feel like this was a week where things kind of shook out, and we saw, like, I bet you the playoff, my thoughts are the playoff percentages will be a lot more clear this week than they were last week, oh. but we'll see. Okay. Uh, so in the, in, in the East, once again, goaded division, um, this year, uh, the Patriarchs sit at 8-2, and two, the Angels at 7-3. and three. The Mambo, tail tucked between his legs at 6-4, and four, and the Tropics at 5-5. Five and five. Everybody 500 or above. In the Central, things seem somewhat clear. Uh, the Benzers at 7-3. The Big Dogs still in the hunt at 5-5. Five and five. Scott's team at 2-8. And, and the Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Rocky also at 2-8. In the West... We've got the Striders up at seven and three, the Hillbillies and the Young Guns at four and six, and the Bad Guys at three and seven. Um, 
the reason I say things seem somewhat clear is, and we'll see how the percentages shake out, the Angels are 3-0 and in division, which means they have the tiebreaker over everybody in the East and a two-game lead on the wild card. So... What do they say? Okay, when you said you think things were going to be shaken up a bit and some clarity, yeah. Well, who's uh, who's the Fantasy Pros forecast brought by this week? Who's our show sponsor? I know you've been working on some stuff. The Big Dogs. All right. Because he's here. He drove all the way here for this. He did. I appreciate you guys starting early. Yeah, well, sorry I wasn't totally early. (laughs) It's still early for me. All right, so... um, we got, uh, we got, <laughs> there's some real clarity here, and there's a lot of people with zero. There's people eliminated, I think, essentially. Yeah. So Scott's team at 12 is eliminated. Rocky at 11 is eliminated. Um, the bad guys at 10 are eliminated. And the young guns at 9 are eliminated. Oh, they're not eliminated. They have a less than 1% chance, though. So. That's not very good. He's basically eliminated. Number eight is the Hillbillies. And they have a less than 1% chance of making it. So, eliminated. Um, number seven, <laughs> the Flint Tropics also have a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs. So That's half. That's interesting because he's 5-5. Five and five. He's just in the East Division. Eliminated. He might have the hardest schedule left in the league. He's got to win out. He's got to win out. Um... Number six, the big dogs. Here's where the percentages jump. This is this is a legitimate playoff contender because of me. Um, he's gonna. His current record's five and five. His projected record is seven and seven. Playoff percentage, twenty six percent. So he's wow, in there. He's okay. hanging around. It goes from four. First of all, it goes from zero to less than one to four, and the bottom bottom seven to twenty six. So these are the people that can make it. Number five, the Motown Mambo. Current record six and four, eight and six projection finish. Forty-eight percent of chance of making it, but on the outside looking in, twelve percent chance of a title. Keep an eye on those title percentages. Number four, Charlie's Angels. Current record seven and three, nine and five finish. Fifty-seven percent chance of making. The playoffs, that's got to feel good. And 10% chance of a title. Less than the Mambo. Even Hmm. though he's got a better chance of making it. Okay. Um, Number three, the Benzers. Seven and three, current. Nine and five, finish. 84% chance of making the playoffs. He's locked it up. 22% chance of winning a title. And this is, this is, this keeps being interesting here. Number two, the Boondock Striders. I've been supplanted. You have. Current seven and three, finish a nine and five. Playoff percentage is 88%. So, but who is that chasing you? Everybody else in my division has less than one. Okay. Well, this algorithm might need some working, but it's still interesting. Yeah. So, 27% chance of being a champion has the highest chance of winning the title. So, let's go. Um, that's, you know, pretty good. And in first place, she's battle-tested the Patriarchs. Eight and two currently, best record in the league. Projected finish at 10 and four. Playoff odds, not looking good for me. A staggering 92%. 
And only a 19% chance of winning a title, though. So either she's got bad matchups in the championship game, or... It's so weird, though, because I, do, I, I don't think, think her playoff percentage should be higher than mine. Because of the divisions. I think the divisions aren't actually being weighted properly. Okay. Are you holding fast to your claim that she won't make the playoffs? I'm going to do it, and here's why. I still don't like her team. That's and it. she's got to play Let's break the it Angels, down. the Mambo... Well, Tropics, come on, buddy. Get it together for us. We'll for the Gipper. She's put some, she's put some wins together, that's for sure. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Three more weeks and she'll have beaten everyone in a row. Yeah. Nico, which only one person has claimed before. Nico Collins could be one of the, one of the picks of the year, draft-wise. I don't know where he went, but uh, he's just had an absolute yeah. breakout year. Yeah, it was in the twelfth. I want to say the big dogs just want to comment on something. The the Boondock Striders rebrand this year has been amazing. The curse of the Knicks is broken. I'm sorry to say it was a curse. Rebranded to the Boondocks, jumped out, led his team, and they've been running out ahead. Most points in the league all year long. So I just want to give credit where it's due. It's been an amazing turnaround. Snake oil or not, I don't care. Whatever no. magic's being worked there, it's. It's taken, taken effect. The season's been tainted. And I want, to, I want to speak to the Central Division just real quick, because you guys are right. The East is super powerful. But uh, I want to at least say Benzers and Big Dogs made the playoffs last year. So Central Division did put two playoff contenders in. You could say that's because we get to play two bad teams twice. I'll agree with you, okay? At least last year and this year. But uh, there's a chance we do this year. We're number two and three in points scored this year. So... We're up there, you know. We've at least got we're top heavy. But Who's we're in the there. central? Central divisions: Benzers, Big Dogs, Scott's team, and Rocky. Did I see that right? You got the worst two teams in the league based on fantasy pros. I agree. Yep. But we got number two and three in points too. So we're I mean, in, in I, two playoff two playoff teams last year. I'll say this right now. It's fair. I think the Benzers have the best team in the league. They're you know what? I'm excited to talk yeah. I, I I do. I think I think he's got the best team in the league. You look at those backs and it is just nasty. McCaffrey, <clears throat> Gibbs, Swift. I think this year more than ever, we don't have a best team. No, it's either me or Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly you can't pick. Yeah. Which is what I said. Well I just I picked Mike. Trying to be more humble. It's seven now last year. No, I just don't I mean there's not, I mean, I honestly think the parody, even in the teams that have the chance still, is really, it's, really. It's the best, it's the best league ever. It, it is. Well, and, and a little anecdotal evidence of that, Bear was talking to your dad the other day, the Angels, and he says, he was really talking about, because he's in other leagues too, talking about it, and your dad asked him if he won, and he's like, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was he didn't even set his lineup because he doesn't pay enough attention to it. He started a couple people that weren't even playing because he's not paying attention to it because of the Hall League. Yeah. I That's, been, it's just the way it is. I have been trying to snakebite him for about four or five weeks now. Yeah, before he got in the league, I bought him a pair of snake-proof boots. <laughs> Smart. So it's hard. to you got to get up real high to get in there. You know what's okay? Do you know what's been interesting to follow? I mean, Calvin Ridley, the Calvin Ridley Devontae Adams trade with him early on, I felt so good about. And yeah. Devontae's fallen off a cliff. And the thing I can't get over, and I've been waiting all season for this, I offered Devontae and Ridley to Steve Hall for Amon Ross St. Brown, and he said he was offended by my trade offer. 
Then Ridley just does nothing for three weeks, and he trades him out for Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been an absolute beast for the last four to five, six, seven weeks or whatever. So I, I was real excited and getting over on Bear for that, but he's flipped that around to be a winner for him. You yeah. know, that was a good, a good that was a good trade there. out for him. Yeah. Do you have anything for Commission's Corner? You know, I just got something. It's not really Commission, but it's going to be Angels this week. Okay. You know, uh, my, Angels my, Archway brought to you by McDonald's Coffee. Done right for us. So, anyways, I am uh, holding in my hand my Voodoo Doll of Arthur Smith. And some people would say that 22 carries and, uh, and one catch would be enough, to, and a touchdown would be enough to get him off the side. But th- this guy's got some bad karma. Oh, oh he's getting it again no, on principle. He, bought, he got ten week, nine weeks of karma, and he's getting stuck again just on principle. One week doesn't clear the slate. Dang it. Just for those listening. Right in the abdomen. You know what? You know what? He's going to get one in the thigh this week, too. Wind basket. Right there. Oh, and tell me you drafted all the Falcons without telling me you drafted all the Falcons. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this might be an ongoing thing, but it is getting better. My my vitriol is less, and that's all the uh, the Angels have for this week. I got to just comment on that as as a previous listener who's here in person. It is way more disturbing in person than it, it seemed to me on the, uh, on the pod. I think this, we need to get a picture of this. This is so everybody understands. We should put a picture on the group chat. And that it's, way they can just see it. Because yeah, you wear an oversized hat. You can't really see the face. It's a baby doll and he's sticking needles in it. Well, it's not like a Barbie doll. It's a bigger doll. Yeah, I it's like it. a, well, he's a big baby. You know, who's trying to act tough. Bottom line is his hat stuck to his head now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Special segment. Not quite yet. I have a couple live trade offers. I'm using the pressure of the pod. Uh, <laughs> I texted you last night because I know you don't like oh, the pressure of the pod there. I love Mitch. this. I, I just love this. What? Just go. <laughs> just go. I'm offering you an out on your Falcon. Uh... We talked about this yesterday. I'm going to make the trade off for official. Uh, Monty and Kyler for Bijan. Real quick, the big dogs are here to just say, don't feel any pressure. Right? In case you do. No I don't pressure. feel anything, and uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll make my decision and I'll get back to you on it. Sounds good. So. And then uh, Mambo, going to offer you. Please do. Herbert, Kincaid. You son of a gun. And I'll say Aaron Jones for Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chuba. Say it again. Herbert? Herbert, Kincaid, Aaron Jones, Mahomes, Kelsey, Chuba. You can let it marinate. You don't have to answer right now. Let me know. Big dogs, it's hard for I can't believe you didn't try and sell me Monty. Because I was going to just... Give you the business on that. <laughs> no, that's what he's trying to do to me. No, I understand what he's doing. It's not on my trade, so I'm not going to comment. Monty but revenge game. Chicago. Just, just, coming up. Just. No, I'm totally fine keeping him. He'll be a starting running back. Would you put Monty in instead of Aaron Jones? I think about it. Why don't you? <laughs> I, it's hard for us to trade because our teams are built really similar. So Aw, really that was nice of him. It was, yes. Taking it easy on me after yeah. last time. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's really funny if you get a live one done on me. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Two faces back and you look super <laughs> Alright. Special segment. This was a little brainchild um, of mine that came up yesterday and I asked the guys to think about it. We're going to do HFL NFL comparisons. Uh, next week we're gonna do so we're gonna go one division at a time. Uh, so like I would be what NFL team? You don't have to answer right now. We're going to do the Central since our man, the Big Dogs, is here. Um, and then next week, we're also going to do playoff projections. If you have any hot takes about playoff projections, send them into the pod. All right? Um, so the team we will start with is Rocky. And everybody came up with a team. Um, where do you guys want to start? Um. I can go first on this one. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I gotta unpack this for just a minute so you guys can think of your teams. If you don't have one, I think Rocky this year is a lot like the Denver Broncos are, coached by Sean Payton. You know, the Rocky organization, led by owner Steve Hall, storied history of being a winning coach, similar to Sean Payton, but he hasn't really been anywhere the last couple of years. A lot of people just assumed he'd retire, and he comes back in talking about best receivers in the league, talking smack against other owners. Sean Payton talking smack against other coaches just proceeds to get stopped. But, and, and even the way Sean Payton used to coach, didn't he, wasn't he the guy that paid out his players to uh, like yeah. hit others? He played yeah. dirty, just like coach, just like uh, you know, Rocky organizing, uh, or Rocky president Steve Hall. So I see a lot of comparisons there, but you know what's interesting is um, Rocky's team can beat any other team just like the Broncos can. I mean, they beat the Bills last night, they beat the Chiefs. So you can't sleep on them, but also they're horrible. You know what I mean? So I think that's, I think that's my comparison. Vivid. <laughs> All right, I can go next on this one. Uh, this was one, the one, one of the two that I had the most fun with. I'm definitely going to say that, uh, that uh, Rocky's comparison is the New England Patriots. I mean, likes to live in a gray area. As, uh, as uh, the general manager of his team, he's pretty surly a lot of times, and uh, we can all see that. They're both living in the past. <laughs> I mean, lots of championships, but two and eight this year, both teams. And people question how much of that is Rocky or how much of that is uh, Bill, you know what I mean? So uh, my, my comparison for Rocky is, uh, is definitely the uh, Patriots. Mambo? Mm. <clears throat> I kind of misunderstood the assignment. So for Rocky, man, it's hard not to go Patriots, isn't it? That's that's it's a very good. It's a very good analogy. I'm just gonna get on board there. Just I'm gonna go Patriots. The, the greatness. That's what I had. To <clears throat> and the thing is, is uh, for Uncle Steve, that means he did something great. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're no good anymore, but at least at one point you were. You associate right? the Patriots with the dynasty, and now yeah. Not being very and, good. And honestly, is it the best dynasty in the history of the league? This is very fitting because he's the best team. Five championships. Well, no, that's argued. Angels has an argument there. We've, we've established that yeah. for best team only. But I'm just saying, like, it's very fitting. Yeah. So it's hard to just, it's Pete. It is. Yeah. I, I like it's really been. Not we to should take go away back and this. look when Rocky's. I think it's I'm trying come, to do the. I think Rocky's history of performing poorly coincides with the island purchase. I just think the island. Oh, for sure. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of work. He may need to rebrand to something islands and lose the Rocky piece and just also pull the Striders and he's get more line girls out. I don't think his girlfriend listens, but it seems like he's had some girlfriends in there. That's taking up his time too. That's got, an ass on there. He's got girlfriends. a lot going on. 
He's got a lot going on. I know. He said something in the chat about a boat mechanic, and I was just like, I hope that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So we have Rocky as both the Patriots and the hometown Broncos. I like them. Next, we're going to the big dogs. Oh. Um, you want to start with your own brand? Uh, yeah, I'll start. You know, I think this year I feel like we're like the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think well-coached, have the pieces, but we're just not putting it together to win where it counts. I know they've got a decent record, but everybody would look at the Jaguars and just say, we thought they were going to be so much better offensively than they are outside of Travis Etienne. Trevor Lawrence, a disappointment. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, disappointment. Christian Kirk's not even having as good of a year this year as he had last year, I don't think. So that's where I'm going. We just got to find our stride and see how we can finish out the year. Oh, for the dogs? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the state of Florida, but I'm going to take a different attack, and I'm going to say that the dogs' comparison is the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've kind of been the hotness this year, putting up 70, flashing it really hard, uh, a lot of upside kind of the darlings last year and this year, um, but every once in a while they just fall, and uh, for whatever reason. Um, also, I think the Dolphins like to bark a little bit, and uh, there's something to be said for that. There's a lot of big egos on that team, and uh, so that's my comparison for the Dogs. I'm going to try and find a team that has the same record as them in the NFL that has to be. That's how I'm going to set my criteria. So I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm going to give him the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders for him. All right. We, we shuffled some things around recently. Hopefully we can tack on some more wins. That's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, a little organizational shakeup. That's right. You I'll know, start calling you Mark a team that, The team that's on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. I went a different tact. Uh, NFC North team, I had the big dogs as the Vikings. Um, so this is supposed to be an NFC North team. Oh, I thought you it said It can be that. any NFL team. I'm oh. sorry. My bad. No, I... I'll take the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Vikings is pretty fair. This year, they're good. I think the Vikings are good. I'm not scared of them for the Lions, but I do think the Vikings are a really good football team this year. Um, great last year. Really good record. Fell a little short in playoffs. But every year, you can see the Vikings. Yeah, that's a good team. That's a really good team. You know, I don't see... It, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think the Vikings are six and four. Um, but I just I thought about it. And I was like, who is a good team going to be in it every year? Um, high powered offense, you know, but knows how to play a little defense. And I thought the Dogs were the Minnesota Vikings. So on to the Benzers. This is going to be some hot take theater if we all pick the teams that you know we said we picked. In the draft. You want to start us again? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I think Mike's team is a lot like the Ravens. Mm. Has the pieces, a long time, great coach. I was thinking back on this year, you know, Mike, former champ, he walks into the draft this year, which was hosted by the Big Dogs, and he pulls his shirt right off in the middle of Girls Point Farms and puts on his wife beater Big Dog shirt and does the whole draft in that. And if that's not a champ move that uh, Jim Harbaugh would for sure do, I don't know what is. You look at his team, he's got the pieces. Lamar Jackson, you know, his uh, Benzer's team has Christian McCaffrey. Like, they've got these guys that can go off for him. And he's got some sleeper picks that are coming around for him. Jameer Gibbs, he sat through and waited him out, even with DeAndre Swift falling. So, 
I just think he's got a great team and he could dominate anybody. You just don't know if it's going to happen to you. So. For me, for the Benzers, this is probably my favorite one to think about out of the four of uh, out of the four centrals, and I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Got the crafty old veteran GM coach, uh, not falling for people's snake oil and making bad trades. Um, always competitive, always has a winning record, and uh, and then some seasons uh, they uh, they rise to the top and uh, and uh, win the win the win it all. And uh, so I uh, I really like the comparison between the Benzers and the Seahawks. I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go Detroit Lions. Whoa! Here's I why. About that too. Here's why. Uncle Mike <coughs> Benzers, if you will, for the majority of the existence of the league, wasn't great. To be honest, it just you know he didn't have a great time about it. It was just kind of riding the struggle bus there. And then recently, dude's been awesome. So Uncle Mike. I feel really resembles the lifetime of the Lions where he was in the yeah. gutter, in the gutter, in the gutter, couldn't figure it out, and then now he's got to figure it out and he's hard to stop. Yeah, I think I saved the Lions for a different team. Mm. So they're on there. We'll get to it in a different week. I have the Benzers as the Kansas City Chiefs. The defending champion looks really, really good this year, came to play. Um, yeah, Is not, he trying to go back-to-back? Back? Yeah. Oh, he is. Good, nice. He's stepping up. In this day and age, it's the feels new, harder to do right now. It might be the new dynasty. I'm no. going to tell you right now, I'll take a back-to-back now over a back-to-back back then. No, nothing against you. You still did it and it was hard to do. It's a tough league. It's hard right now. I know you did, and that may never be done again. All he 12, did three, by the way. All 12 owners in this league play hard. If you can go back-to-back in that... <clears throat> It's impressive. Not, not only play hard, we try and steal from each other. Yes. Are the are the ben, the Benzers and Rocky are the the mo, like the the oldest members of the league? Is that right? No. I don't mean in terms of time playing. I mean like their age. Oh. They're the, Ooh, they're the oldest owners, right? Yeah. Like Benzers. It's just interesting to see. You know, see you see the Benzers retire, and I know they've been retired for a while. But they're on this upward trajectory, and Rocky's going the other way. Like in their heyday, it was the opposite. You know what I mean? Well, lots of booze. Island houses and women. Really what it comes down to. And last but not least, this should be a really fun one. We have uh, Scott's team. I had the Scott's team like the Raiders. <clears throat> I think that uh, I think that you look uh, under Josh McDaniels, I should clarify. Really smart guy. Does great drafts every year. But just is not putting together winning seasons, it seems like. Um, I just can't help but think if Scott's team... Followed, I gave it away a little bit there. Followed the Raiders, got rid of some people, and put some new people in place to make it some more wins. I think if Colton were to bring Scott back in as a consultant or something like that, he might be able to provide some leadership to that team and get some W's under their belt. So I think we need to bring Scott at least back into the picture somehow, like video him in. So, and I don't know, it's interesting because Colton and Steve are both smart guys and they play hard. I think we need to start looking at like jet lag as being the reason because they keep traveling to the draft and it's just not panning out. So they do make a big trip in. We should at least give them kudos for that. We've been ragging on them pretty hard. Oh. Good owners. So. Yeah. All right. For me, uh, for Scott's team, you know, this really doesn't uh, talk about performance at all with this comparison, but what it does talk about is the hierarchy of the team. And for me, the comparison with Scott's team is none other than the Dallas Cowboys. Because we all know that the coach and even the GM are 
paper because really Jerry Jones runs the ship. And everybody knows that. I mean, how long has it been since Colton's name got changed to Scott's team and he's left it there? I changed it to that like four or five years ago. And it's still there. Skunk boy too, I think. So I'm going specifically on the name because who really runs this ship? I want to know. Okay. You got one for Scott's team? Uh, Cleveland Browns. Because it's just Cleveland Browns. I went with a similar tact, uh, and it's nothing personal to Bears. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> love you, Colton. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we love having you in the league. Yeah. All right, so next week we'll probably do uh, the Beasts of the East and finish with the uh, Best of the West. You guys want to get into some lions real quick? Before we do that, I just gotta I gotta take off. I got a doctor's appointment this morning, so I just want to wave adios. Enjoy the rest of the pot. I can't wait to listen to it, gentlemen. Be well. Have fun. Right, thank See you, you Kamish. See you, Kamish. First point I had here was uh, <coughs> Dan Campbell has big game balls. Man, does he? Just what a fun game to go to go from that. Lions Chargers to uh, Jets Raiders was just tough. I just went to bed. It's like yeah. this sucks. But what a great game. Um, you know, just give, you know, if you guys have quick thoughts, I don't know if you both watched or you know, I what, was, are, what are your thoughts coming out of the that I'll, I'll I'll kick it off. I was super disappointed with the defense. I honestly was very confused as to why we couldn't cover anybody in the secondary. I mean also, Keenan Allen's really good still because he was, you know, getting – I mean, I, I know you were saying they were staying in zone, and you're probably right. I mean, I wasn't – I think it's pretty obvious because otherwise Sutton would not have been that far off of Keenan Allen hopefully. consistently. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, hopefully. But I also – if that's the case, why weren't we changing that up? Because we were a porous defense, and it was kind of embarrassing. Like, yeah, run defense was still decent, but that wasn't great either. So my takeaway is I'm happy we won, and I'm not obviously thinking worse of the Lions for winning, but um, if the offense was going to play like that, I thought we'd beat them worse. I didn't see us giving up 40 points to them. I just didn't think we would. So that's all. I, I said to somebody before the game that I thought the game would depend on the Lions' defense. I was pretty confident that the Lions' offense would be able to overcome the Chargers' defense because our offense looked great all year. Like, well, except for against the Ravens. But you just – I think Tony Romo was official, was like kind of commenting, commentating that game, and he said something like, when you watch the Lions' offense run like it did again in that game, it's just a well-oiled machine. It reminds them of the Philadelphia Eagles. They can throw. They can run. They have a great offensive line. Just have all the weapons. So that was really encouraging. But I said it was going to come down to whether or not the Lions' defense could hold the Chargers. The game opens up three and out. Jack Campbell stuffs Eckler after a one-yard run. We, you know, incomplete pass. It was going to be awesome. 
And yeah, I mean, they torched us. But but what's the coach's name in uh, Los Angeles? Brent Staley? Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. He's an offensive-minded coach. He's going to come up with a good scheme, isn't he? No, he's a defensive guy. Oh, he was, hired in from, he was the Rams defensive coordinator. Okay, well, I got that. But Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, will be a head coach someday. Okay, yeah, anyway, you just know that they're going to, they've got the weapons to put it together. It was really disappointing to see the secondary, but I want to say, you know, I mean, we were talking about Dan Campbell's huge balls for going for it on fourth as many times as he did. I just have to say, I think he was a genius for that, especially at the end of the game. You really want to put the ball in Herbert's hands with Keenan Allen and all that? It's like, yeah. no, you got you trust the offense, not the defense after this game. I'll say this. it's He is a genius because it worked. If it didn't work, we would be crucifying him. Yes, because at the 50-yard line with, what was it, like three minutes left in the game? Uh, no, like a minute 42 or 42 seconds. And they were at more like and, the 35. The Chargers yeah. 35. Yeah. Right, but... It, but but we could have kicked the field goal right there. Yeah. It would have been like, what, a 47-yarder or something like that? I think we were actually... We were like up 30. three, right? No, we were We tied. were tied. And he picked up a little more yardage, got a first down, yeah. bled the clock out. It was a ball's move because the game was going into overtime at that point, I think. But there were several times in the game. I just think if you if you if he misses that or if they don't pick up that first down, we stopped the clock, right? Because they threw the ball, did they not? Yep. Laporta. Yeah, so if it goes incomplete, the clock is stopped. Yeah, they get the a ball lot of back, time left. and they're going to go down the field. And probably with the way our defense was playing, see, and that's why I liked it. As soon as they lined up to go for it, I was like, okay, he's looking at context here because the Lions' defense the couldn't have stopped a nosebleed before that play even happened. I said I loved it. I loved the decision. I did, I did the exact. You know, same and thing. I said I knew that whether this worked or not was going to define how people looked at it. But I said. All right, before this happens, I like the call. It's two yards. Our offense has been gashing them all day. I loved it. Um, and I think, you know, he, was, he knew, hey, if we get this, we can bleed out the clock, and we are the last person to try and score points. There was a minute 30 left on the clock at that point, I, right? I, I totally agree. And, you know, you kick a field goal, the Chargers still have a timeout, and a minute 30, they've scored a lot more points than three and a lot less time against us all day. Right, so I, I just I like the decision. Um, I love watching the game to run a halfback draw on fourth and five wow. earlier in the game. Uh, to me, is just balls, and I love it. I, I wanted to just mention that like what Campbell said after the game would sums it up so well. Where he was just like, I trust golf. Goff's been playing lights out. I know you said that last week on the pod. And, and he's just going to come down and say, this is the guy I trust to get it done. He showed it all game. And he said, we're going to put the game in his hands. And he, he came back with it. So I loved it. Hey, I just had something come up. I got to take off. But, uh, you know, good having big dogs here. And I just wanted to comment on what Trevor said about texting in about uh, some of the stuff. We want plenty more participation with everybody so yeah we will read your text absolutely anybody that wants to be involved we want that it's not like we're offering it because we think we're trying to be we want that yeah so. all right so, see, you see you later dude um down to two we can wrap up wrap it up yeah we'll go pretty quick um do you want to talk any more about the lions like rest of season I just my comment is I feel like we could be challenged by how easy the schedule is for the remainder. Like you look at the loss to the Ravens and how difficult it was to beat the Chargers, 
even like like the win to the Chiefs against the Chiefs, yeah. somewhat of an asterisk because they were without two of their all-star players. I know we still want an arrowhead, and that's major. So it's like we can do it, but I'm still worried. So I can't shake the SOL meter. Yeah. Because we come up against another good team, and it's like after playing teams that aren't the best, it yeah. just – it, I think our our next five games are pretty easy. Our last three games are really hard. Oh, good. Okay. And so I still have the Lions at like that 13, 4, 12, and 5 spot. Totally. Which is such a successful season. But, you know, if we go 12 and 5, we're not going to get the one seed. If we can go 14 and 3 and only lose one more, I think we should be considered for the one seed. Um, and the reason I say that is right now the Eagles are in one, but let's look at their upcoming schedule. They have yeah. at the Chiefs yeah. Monday night. The Bills at home, the Niners at home, and then the Cowboys yep. on the road. Like, that is a really tough four-game stretch. Yeah. So, I think uh, – and then their schedule gets easier from there. But, you know, if we can pick up two games on them, because we have uh, – Totally. We have the Bears, Pack, Saints, Bears. You know, if we can go 4-0 and and they split that series, all of a sudden we're in the one seed and just have to win out. Yeah, I think the biggest test is, like, the Lions are going to make the playoffs. It's what they do in the playoffs against good teams. That's yeah. going to show who they are, so – Yep. All right. Do you want to do the worry meter at all? Uh, yeah. Let's go through it. All right. Jerry just left. First yeah. on the worry meter, Mahomes. Uh, one being the least worried, ten being the most worried. You know, I had Mahomes for the start of the season, and I think he's only been above thirty points one time. My biggest struggle with Mahomes is how good the Chiefs' defense is. Yeah. The defense has been good enough that he doesn't have to ball out, and so he can he can game manage. You see wide receivers dropping the ball all over the place. Amazing quarterback, no, can't contest that. But he just hasn't needed to totally ball out to win. So, and we've seen him struggle against yeah. the Broncos defense, and uh, I mean, he struggled a little bit against the Lions defense, mostly due to drops. So, so one through ten, where are you at? Um, I'm probably only a, like a six on oh, the worry okay. meter. I think I'm worried about him for fantasy, just because of how good the Chiefs defense is. But I think he's got a harder strength of schedule coming up, so yeah. he might need to make something come come together. Yeah, I'm at like a three with him. Not that worried. Um, let's go straight into Brees. Yeah, Brees, it just seems like Zach Wilson can't throw the ball super well, like against the, the Raiders. So I just think that defenses are going to try to only defend the uh, run. Yeah. But Brees is such a weapon. It just takes one broken play for him to score tons of fantasy points. So Yeah, I think he's got an okay floor of like eight points. Yeah. If he busts one, you know, you could see 20. Hundred percent. So, so worry meter for him is not high. Maybe three or four. I think. I think it could be a zero <coughs> if they could throw the ball a little bit. Yeah. Top eight quarterback, running back, rest away for you. Um, I don't know if I'm aware of the running backs as much. I'd say he, he's an RB one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little. That offense just looks weird. It's just, it's just not fun to watch. Yeah. I'm so I tired of them in prime time. He's like a four for me. Yeah, like you know they scheduled all the Jets in primetime because of Rodgers. Yeah. And then it's just falling apart. So. It's called a flex, NFL. Yeah. Get him yeah. out of there. That's right. Uh, and this one, Trevor Lawrence. So I have Trevor Lawrence in our Dynasty League, and I'm at like an eight. I mean, I'm, I'm panicking. The guy just doesn't look good. Last week, horrifying, but it was against San Francisco, who's got an amazing defense. So I'm hoping to see him bounce back. They've been a run-first team all year, and ETN has looked awesome. Yeah. So I, it's just it's hard to say. I don't. I'm definitely not. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in our league. I don't see him as a QB one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence or Sam Howell. Sam right. Howell in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. Trevor Lawrence or what's a good one? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. 
The Vikings are going to throw the ball, man. Every time. All right. Uh, let me give you one more. Trevor Lawrence or the guy out in San Francisco? Brock Purdy? Yeah. Oh, Brock Purdy. Okay. Brock Purdy because you think about it, he throws to McCaffrey so much. Like, they put the ball in Purdy's hands to score touchdowns. And, and with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're trying to they're running once or twice every set yeah. of downs and trying to get the ball into uh, ETN's hands. So Okay, real quick rankings disputes. Give me one, two, three, who you'd rather have rest of season. Uh, first one we got is Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, Lamar's on my do not draft list just because I feel like he's let me down. I had him two seasons in a row, and he really let me down after I think his Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or uh, not Hall of Fame, but like his, his breakout year. So he's number three for me. Dak and C.J. Stroud. I'm, I'm going to put Dak here with an asterisk. He's the hot hand, and his rest-of-season schedule is super good. The Cowboys haven't been running the ball. But C.J. Stroud looks unbelievable. Yeah, like, if I could own one of the two quarterbacks in Dynasty, C.J. Stroud, not even close. He's been a terrific leader for his team. Last week, what he did, he did without Nico Collins against uh, a good defense, the Cincinnati Bengals defense. So I'm, I'm huge on C.J. Stroud. But okay. I gotta go with my guy Dak. He's on my team. Last last three weeks, he's put up over thirty points every week. So I'd probably go uh, Stroud, Lamar, Dak, which is interesting. I I don't know. Dak scares me. He shouldn't, but he just he does. I don't know. Totally doesn't make fair. any sense. Yep. Um, this one's kind of fun. Uh, rest of season: Olave, Tank Dell, and Puka Nakua. Yeah, this is a really fun one. So here's like Tank Dell showing a lot of promise, hot hand. I told Bill when he picked him up, one of the best pickups of the year. Uh, interestingly, I picked up Puka Nakua too. So free agency buys, both for pretty cheap for what they're worth, I think, now. Chris Olave, I think, is the most talented receiver of the three. But he and Derek Carr, something's off there. Like this past week, he had no points. Carr leaves, Winston comes in, and Olave got like 15 points in the next two drives. Yeah. So Olave is an amazing wide receiver, but I've got him as number three here just because Carr's coming back and he hasn't been showing up. Okay. But Puka Nakua is totally dependent on Matt Stafford also. I mean, very dependent. So I think I would go here. I'm going to go Puka, Del, Olave. And it's only because I just don't trust Derek Carr when it comes down to it. He's going to dump off to Kamara every chance he gets. So, Okay. Um, yeah, I'd probably go... Tank, Puka, Olave. Uh, I'm a believer in Tank. Um, I just think he gets open. Only concern with him is he's tiny, so you could probably you could see him getting hurt. Yeah, I will say last week he did really well, but that's again without Nico Collins. Yeah. So with it seems like it's either Nico Collins or Tank Dell that gets a huge points, and they both have a pretty decent floor. Yeah. What's awesome about Puka with Stafford is it seems like you'd think Cup would take away from him, but they're almost better together than they are apart. So that's cool to see. Yeah. Um, wow, Stroud is QB9. I thought he'd even be a little bit higher. It's been amazing. That's four point, though. Yeah. You know um, who's been awesome this year, too, in, in the quarterback is Jared Goff. As a fantasy quarterback, he's a QB1, I believe. He's 12th. 12th? Okay. Yep, 12th with the bye. Okay. Yeah, with the bye, right? Yeah. Josh Dobbs is 7th. Sam Howell is 3rd. <laughs> yeah. Both of those without a bye. Yeah. Um... Okay, last one. Saquon, Brian Robinson, Javante Williams. Honestly, I just have no idea about any of the three of those guys. Saquon, I just feel like he could get hurt anytime. I don't want to touch the Giants. Um, Bijan Robinson is one of them. Brian. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson's been amazing. 
he yeah. could have been. He's another amazing pickup. Eighth round pick from Jen, I think. Yep. Amazing. Uh, I like him probably. RB4. Yeah, I think I like him as number one just because how good the commanders are with their passing game. Yeah. They've got to defend against Howell or he's going to obliterate them. So Robinson's got so much room to run, whereas Barkley's got no room because he's the only weapon on the Giants. And then um, the last one is Javante Williams. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for the Denver Broncos and the Giants, I would be daring them to throw the ball. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I go uh, Robinson, Javante, Saquon. So I think. Yeah, I, I, the, the last two are neck and neck for me. So. All right. Real quick. Week 11, right? Scoring uh, or uh, preview. Yep. Uh, last game, once again, last little uh, non-conference round robin. Uh, I, little rivalry game against Jerry. That should be fun. The Striders against the Mambo. Um, we have, and this might be our game of the week, the Angels versus the Benzers. You're rooting definitely for the Angels. I think there's uh, um, everybody in the uh, Angels division is rooting for the Benzers. Should be a really, really interesting game. It doesn't look good for the Angels because all of their Falcons are on bye this week. Yep. So it's Andy's looking pretty lopsided in favor of the Benzers, but we do need him to win. You're totally right. Yeah, let's go, Angels. Love you, Uncle Mike. Uh, the Hillbillies against the Tropics, and I think this game is a legit elimination game. Whoever loses this game is definitely out of it. 100%. So should be really, really interesting there. The Big Dogs, and you can say probably the same thing about this game. The Big Dogs and the Young Guns, and both of you are looking really healthy. Um, your roster's not no buy issues. I think you just have Hunter Henry on buy. Should be a great game. Just early look, Tyree kills uh, projected fantasy points, and it'll fluctuate. It's like at 20, which yeah, is Yeah, he's playing against the Raiders. Yeah. I, you know, I'm feeling comfortable <laughs> about this game. I got a lot of people coming back. So Puka Nakua's coming back. Stafford's expected to play against the tough Seahawks defense. Yeah. I got the Chiefs D against uh, Philadelphia, but they're expected to do well. And Tyree Kill. I mean, I'm liking my matchups here. I need to start collecting wins. Yep. So. I think you're in a good spot. Uh, Patriarchs and Scott's team, you got the best record in the league against tied for worst. Patriarchs should be favored, but who knows? We'll see. Um, and then Rocky at the bad guys, kind of another, um, you know, two and eight against three and seven. Honestly, I think should be a close game. Kudos to the Rockies uh, for picking up Dobbs and Keaton Mitchell. Those are nice pickups. Way to keep rolling, Uncle Steve. He's still, uh, yeah. I, you know, I gotta give him credit. He's been in it all year, trying to make yeah. moves and pick people up. His Kyron Williams pickup, I know it didn't turn out because he got injured, but man, he was money. Yeah. So good, good, good pickup. Um. So yeah, that game should be uh, pretty tight as well. Any last thoughts? No, just been a great season. Love the love the pod. Uh, even though I. Pedally uh, unfollowed it for a while. Needed We've to all just, been there. needed to take a couple weeks off. The hall anger is real. Um, it's it, transitive too. It bites all of us. I mean, it's just like I knew the whole time. I'm like, I was talking to the commissioner. Like they vetoed my trade where I traded a player who was already traded. How could they possibly do that? And I was like, all right, I get it. But no, it's been a great season. So thanks to you guys for putting the podcast on. Thanks everybody for playing hard. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, let's uh let's get after it. You know, it should be uh it should be a great week. So, best of luck everybody. We will see you guys next week.